we'll get there. Let's welcome the Couch on Fire podcast, the Afterburn, with Griffin and Rob. I know, dude. I I actually pretty sick little intro. Oh yeah, new thing they got like the new intro. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, dude, I used to skip by that shit the first couple of seasons. I just thought it's like okay, this is just taking up time. The song wasn't really like my thing. Well, they actually sat through the whole thing like last night. So, I um. On Saturday, real quick, funny story. Well, first of all, hello everyone. How you doing? What's going on? Um, we are doing a. It's not a really a live reaction to the first episode of Game of Thrones season eight, but it's the next day reaction. <laughs> but the this will be up before definitely before the the new episode up. So definitely check this out. But anyway, um, so before before we get into this, I will say this. I um. I don't have HBO, so like every like all 17.4 million people that watched this episode last night, I looked this up. Um, half of them probably did what I did, which is sign up for HBO now on Sunday morning. <laughs> so, because you get it for a week free, and then you got to start paying the 14.99. But luckily, my brother-in-law was like, "Hey, I want to check out the show too. Um, let's sign up," and he's splitting it, so that's pretty good. But anyway, um, I signed up for it, and I was sitting there. I was like, I hope I can watch it live. So it was like eight fifty-five, and it went up on the it went up on HBO now at eight fifty-five. So I was like, Oh my god, I get to see it five minutes before people that actually have HBO. Go fuck yourself. Should have just been spoiling everything on Twitter. <laughs> new intro, new this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Jon Snow's dead again. <laughs> for five uh, minutes, you'd have the world fooled. Uh, well, I. I had a theory. I put it on Facebook, and I still think my theory happened, but not the way that people thought it would be. I said, a Stark will die in episode what? one. Yeah, I mean, you, you could make that argument. So, sure. real quick, I don't want to have to tell anybody this. Spoilers. I'm going to put it in the title and the description, but spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen episode one, season eight, you, you're a loser. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're probably not even listening to this podcast. But yes, so you said the intro. The intro is nice. It was good. You know, the graphics were really nice. Um, I love that they changed things up. It does, you know, I can't really fast forward it, so I have to watch it, and it's like, it's pretty good. Yeah, because I don't want to be like looking through the little like viewfinder to try and uh-huh. find out when the when the intro's over with and see a spoiler or something. So I kind of force myself to sit through it, and it's just like a minute and a half and nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad there's actually something for me to look at. You know, images be like, huh, what does that mean? I wonder what this means, all this kind of stuff. They show the inside of cities, like we saw the inside of the throne room and stuff. And I don't know what the point of the shot is when they're at King's Landing and it shows like the scorpion, like the big ass crossbow that they showed originally. It's like, oh, this is a thing. This is our anti dragon weapon. And they shot it through a dragon skull. Yeah. They showed that again. I don't know if that's like foreshadowing or like what the deal is. Because last uh, time the crossbow was used against the dragon didn't do too good. Well, I think um, it's just showing that like maybe that's its their only way to kill a dragon. Maybe that's the only way they think that they can kill a dragon. Or maybe it's just an homage to how they used to kill dragons back in the day when they were roaming the earth or roaming Rustros. So, or perhaps might be uh, with Kyburn at the helm, you know. Dr. Frankenstein. He might have some kind of poison or something. Oh, yeah. In there, like oh, in yeah. Arrows. Oh, yeah. The arrow went in, you know. Yeah. Just, just didn't do shit. Yeah. This is true. So. All 
right, so starting from the top, very first uh, scene of the of the series of the episode, I loved. I noticed it right off the bat. I didn't. Apparently, a lot of people went super in depth on this and they looked up every single thing. But I immediately noticed, like this is a like a callback to the first episode of the first season, with Arya sitting in the crowd and then just just watching stuff go by. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the the Umber Boy is taking the place of Arya in this, you know, running through the crowd, climbing up in trees and shit to see uh-huh. everybody coming through to see the king come home, so to speak. Yes. Um, and I I completely forgot there were so many people that Arya has this previous relationship with back from when she was still originally Arya Stark back before she became no one and then became Arya Stark uh-huh. again. Like, I completely forgot about her and Gendry. I forgot yeah, that was a you, thing. You saw, I mean, I don't know what's going on between them two. Yeah, that's yeah. so strange. <laughs> like, I don't. I keep, I keep forgetting that Maisie Williams is almost my age. Yeah. But like the last when we first started this show, she was a literal child. Yeah. And even now, she hasn't grown all that much. Like she's still really short. So I'm seeing this grown ass man just giving like the fuck me eyes to what looks like a child, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna climb through this, this screen. I'm getting, a, I'm, I'm getting like dad mode here. Well, I mean, but I guess they are about the same age. I love when the, so while she was standing there, you know, she smiles at John, but then he just doesn't pay pay any attention. I'm like, oh. Then she sees the hound, and then the you know, him and his, uh, fucking cunt look. You know, he's just like, uh, yeah. whatever. You know, and then she sees uh the love of her life. It seems like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that's the way she looked. Was, I don't know. There's a scene later between them two. You can really feel the tension. Like yeah, she's they like haven't seen each other in so long, but immediately it's like an instant, yeah, like connection. I think they're, I don't know, maybe they're trying to give her. See, this is what I think, because I, a lot of shows do this. They they build up maybe like him and her, maybe the next episode him and her like get a little bit more closer, and then either she or him dies. That's what they do. They want they want you to feel like even more like oh my god, they were she was just finally falling in love and. This, you know, and then he fucking dies. That's what shows do, and that's what I think what's happening. I think they're forcing this to happen in the next couple episodes, and then, uh, yeah, just a little. I mean, honestly, in the end, these little side stories are, you know, they're kind of like little, a little bit too little, too late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with how little time we have left. Yeah, but it would be either that or it might be because they. Arya's entire story up until this point has been she's been searching for strength. Like, at the very beginning, the very first episode, she doesn't want to be a lady. She wants to be, like, a knight or a warrior or something. And it's kind of called back to when John got her needle and said, you know, oh, this is too heavy for me, this, this original sword yeah. that he gave her. So gets a little needle. It's like, okay, she's got the sword. Now she's going to learn how to use it. And now finally she's strong enough to protect those that she loves and cares about. She doesn't really have a purpose, like, narratively anymore. She needs something else to look for. So I feel like they're trying to set this up to kind of give her character a purpose, like a narrative structure to go with. Like, she has this new relationship. Obviously, she's going to be trying to protect John, um, but she needs something a little bit more. I'm not a huge fan of just, like, out of nowhere thrown-in romance plots, Mm -hmm. especially seeing these characters haven't seen each other in years and it's a little bit late to be starting to build that up i mean we have five episodes left but although i think they're going to go with what you said and just kill one of them off mm-hmm. there 
is more chemistry here than with pretty much anyone else she could have potentially had a romantic yeah. thing with in the show. I mean, or maybe it's a happy ending for her. Who knows? I mean, maybe everyone around her dies but her, and it's a happy ending. But I really, I really believe that they're setting it up for us to see her, this tough character, kind of have a vulnerability to some boy, and then... Yeah, I call him a boy, but he's probably like thirty. I don't know. Or in this shit, probably probably bench press both of us in his hand. <laughs> so but that dude is fucking jacked. Yeah, but um, he's a blacksmith, it, man. He's fucking. <laughs> it is. It is like you said. It's nice to see this character that was always very stoic, very, very quiet, very unemotive. Nice to see her finally get some some expressiveness to her. Like she was yeah. smiling, hugging John, and everything. And now she's got these these characters that she grew up around and that were around for some of the worst parts of her life. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see Maisie Williams get to kind of stretch her legs again, acting-wise. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You know, um, I, love the, I love the vibe that how no one in fucking Winterfell likes Daenerys. <laughs> so yeah, while, while, she, while, she's, while she's rolling up with Jon... You know, and that whole thing we were just talking about in the very beginning. You can just sense it. I mean, all her men, which, by the way, that's a lot of fucking soldiers. But they're probably all going to die and become zombies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, I don't know, just the way everyone, like, everyone's staring at them. And it's just kind of like, uh You think they're staring at them because of her being there or the fact that John gave up the crown to save the North, according in his words? little bit of both. A little bit of both? Um, I think mostly because the Northerners, they've never seen anything quite like that before. I mean, imagine the, the Northern warriors that we see. They're usually these guys that got big beards. I think of Vikings. In, in yeah. furs and, like, they don't wear in a whole lot of steel. And you walk in to these, like, ancient Rome-looking motherfuckers with the spears and shields and stuff. Um and then right behind them, they have Dothraki, which they've been hearing about for just years and years. These violent rapists and murderers, barbarians and stuff. And then they look up, oh shit, it's a fucking dragon. Yeah. You know? And everyone runs for cover and freaks out. And then on top of that, they see this woman who made their king bend the knee like that. You know? Yeah. They're, they're probably just a little bit weirded out. And like John said himself, Northerners are not... They're a very insular people. They don't like outsiders, yeah. so to speak. And she is the epitome. Her and her army are the epitome of outsiders. Like, they could not be further mm. from the North if they tried. Do you think, um... I See, the thing is, because there's only five episodes left, it's like, do they waste another episode? Why, when I say another episode, do they waste the next episode trying to get them to believe in her? Or do they just fucking start with the action? Because, like, it's like, at this point, it's like... Who gives a shit if people at Winterfell don't like her? Or because you know, during this episode, you see John, uh, you see everyone trying to get other kingdoms to come to Winterfell. Like so many people are trying to come to Winterfell because this is where the battle's going to be. Even according to Ter- um, Tyrion, um, that the Lannisters are supposed to be coming up there. So this is definitely where the battle is supposed to be. Um, Holy shit! I just got an idea. What it just came to me out of nowhere and. This is probably this is probably digging way too deep, and I don't think they even intended on this to happen. 
but I wonder if it was set up intentionally as like a contrast to the reception that Daenerys gets in all the other cities that she's gone to, like Marine and stuff like that. Yeah. Because in those situations, she's a liberator. She goes into a place where people are enslaved, where people are under this totalitarian regime, and she comes in, she breaks their shackles, and she says, you're free now. Follow me if you want to. But now she goes up north, where the northerners, they really pride themselves on having their own freedom and being out from under, like, a central influence. Like, the entire... Even if Ned Stark hadn't been killed, they would have still rallied behind Rob just because they wanted to be free. They wanted to be their own kingdom. They wanted to be out from under the Seven Kingdoms. So probably one of the reasons why they hate her so fucking much is because this character who's all about freeing people and breaking chains comes in here with a gigantic army to a land that prides itself on its personal freedom and says, hey, I'm your queen now. I don't need you to like me. I just need you to do what I say. Again, I don't know if they did that on purpose, hmm. but if so, then that's like a really deep kind of fucking thing that they pulled, and I'm actually surprised they didn't mention it in the after-episode little interview. I didn't watch that, by the way. I probably should have. Nah, it's, I think it's better. I saw some stuff in the preview for episode two that I think you're going to enjoy better uh, seeing blind. Okay. It's one of those things where it's like, I love that. I'm glad that's going to happen, but I wish I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, see that. Um, I mean, that's a that's a good theory. That's a good theory. I mean, I, you know, this the show is a unique. It's, it's such a unique show. I mean, as we've been covering it for weeks and talking about it, like just rewatching it and watching highlights and all this other stuff. It's just a unique show because they follow a book, then they don't follow a book, then they follow the book, then they don't follow a book, but then they just. They're not afraid to kill off people that you get attached to. They're not afraid to put things in a show that you've never seen before. They're not afraid to do things. So them doing something like that, I could see that. I can definitely see that. Um, yeah. So now one thing I do, I'm kind of a, a mixed feeling on. So Leanna Mormont, if you don't know the name, she's the little girl who yeah. does all the great speeches and stuff. Oh yeah. Did you think it was it was somewhat out of now, understandably, you have to hit a certain point where it's like, she's a child, you know? So an emotional outburst is somewhat to be expected, but did you think it was a little bit out of character for her to be so, like, openly hostile towards John? Given well, that she was usually such a massive supporter of his? When they were in the hall, and yeah. she just kind of... Um, I mean, it, to me, it felt right. It felt, you know, I would... I don't know if it, it should have been her, maybe it was someone else, but I felt like someone needed to say something... Because, you, you know, you're – it's a – it's – I mean, think about it. Everyone backs John. They love John. And the, the fact that, you know, he just blatantly said right, – well, right after that, he says he loves the North, but he's only here to protect it. Um, he can't be the king of the North. And, and, I, and I feel like her acting the way she did, I could see that. She got a little upset. But it's just one of those things where I think it needed to be said – because um, it you people need to start growing now distance between John because he's not really John he's Aegon, you know he's like you know he's he's a Targaryen, which you know like I, that I feel like that's what they're doing they're trying to drive a wedge from the North and John and I think that's how it started with this whole with her stepping up saying that and then people are starting to talk about it then they're seeing a lot of pictures with him and. 
you know, Daenerys. They're they're seeing them really close to each other, and then him him fucking riding a dra- dragon, which is pretty fucking funny. How do I get up here? And he's like struggling. <laughs> yeah. That, that um, was that was actually a pretty neat scene, I thought, yeah. for his character. But god damn, that green screen was bad. Oh, I know. I mean, you Ooh. think the amount of money they make, they could have did a little bit better. <laughs> well, the problem is, it was a problem. Um, every time we see somebody on Dragonback, just like shot from their perspective, it always looks janky as hell. Yeah. And it's you would think they would either find a way to fix it so it doesn't look so bad, or or they would just quit doing those shots. Honestly, when it's like zoomed out and they're just flying around, the dragons yeah. look really nice. But then you zoom in, it's like Jesus Christ, do you, boy! Damn, you all right? A little bit of blood in that one, I think. Oh. But, dude, um, well, maybe at this point they're just like, well, we're gonna pay shit for this, but we're gonna make millions. So we don't give a fuck. Yeah. And people, uh, yeah, people look past it. But um, no, I feel like they're gonna drive a a, a wedge between the North and John, and there's obviously going to be some kind of resentment there at first, but then eventually when the battle happens, no matter what happens. So in episode two, I think that's going to be the main storyline because, by the way, how creepy was Bran sitting in that fucking chair <laughs> the, the whole episode? Anyway, the reason why I'm bringing that up is, like I was saying, when, he, when John finally finds out that he's a Targaryen, um, because Bran didn't tell him, but he convinced Sam to tell him, and Sam told him because Sam's his be- one of his best friends, and he trusts Sam. And um, but well, that's also probably because Bran <laughs> wouldn't be able to stop himself from saying, "I watched you fuck your aunt." Yeah, probably that might get a little weird. Probably that that would happen. But anyway, um, I really believe that the second episode is going to be mostly him battling this and try to figure out what's going on before before the actual battle. I think the episode three is when the battle happens. So the next episode is going to be another peace episode. But back to what I was saying. So when he, John first rolls up after this little, you know, rolls up, he sees all the Starks, Bran, he kisses them, you know, he sees everybody, Sansa, everybody's there, and he's so happy. But I'm pretty sure they left Bran there the whole fucking show. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, no, he doesn't have anybody pushing his wheelchair or anything. Oh, door's gone, and yeah, <laughs> he's just I'm fu- waiting for an old friend. <laughs> like, oh, he was so creepy. Like I was just sitting there, and every now and then you just see like him just sitting there, and you're like, "What is this fucking handicapped creep doing?" It was so, it was so weird. It was so weird. I kept- I kept waiting for John or Daenerys or somebody to take their little cape off and just drape it over him so he doesn't get snowed on. And do you think his old friend is Jamie? Definitely. I think that's definitely what they were going for there. But if so, holy shit, was he waiting there a while. It was like a day. He was oh. just sitting there in the fucking freezing snow. And that's something else, too. You know, eventually I'm going to have to learn to get over it and just let this shit go because it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. But... You, I mean, you remember how in season one they kept bringing up the fact that it's fucking cold up north? Yeah. Like, everyone's always in these giant, like, foot-length coats and stuff? <laughs> yeah. In, in comes fucking Daenerys's army in sleeveless, like, leather armor, and Dothraki right behind him in, like, sleeveless shirts and shorts and shit. And here comes Bran just sitting out all day and all night in the fucking freezing cold, like, uncovered and stuff. Like, it doesn't feel like it's wintertime. No. Like, no, you don't even see people's breath coming out of their mouth, you know? It's like, why the hell, what's the point of having all this snow on the ground if you're not going to act like it, you know? 
This is definitely uh, in the realm of nit- nitpicking because yeah, I absolutely, but you know. I agree with you 100. percent But it's, it's definitely well. They have six episodes, so they're just like fuck it. Let's just rush this shit, <laughs> and you know, just little things like that. They're just forgetting about. So um, yeah, I mean, I lo- it, didn't, it didn't kill the episode for me, uh, but. And uh, by the way, guess who's still alive? My and who is that? I'm gonna butcher his name. I know it's been eight seasons. Um, the redhead, <laughs> the ginger of my life. Um, what's his face? The wildling. Uh, shit. Torment. Torment. Yeah. Torment. Torment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Torment's still alive. A lot of people, a lot of people that I've talked to outside in the world has always oh he died there's no way he, he definitely died I'm glad his ass is still alive what's with that oh I love him so much what's with the Night King putting that symbol on the wall what's that symbol mean is that just his symbol or I don't really know because it's a question of what that's supposed to be because oh. no one was no one was supposed to go to Last Hearth like he didn't know that Tormund and all them were gonna go there yeah you know he presumably thought I'm gonna be killing people in Winterfell next so I don't know if that's like that's like a trophy for him or like if it's like a fucking magic symbol or i don't know what the fuck it's for because like every time we see that symbol in the show it's always discovered by accident yeah like see the very first episode the very first scene the night's watch just finds it in the woods someplace yeah and i think there's another one with like horse heads or something mm-hmm. later on yep it's like what what is the point of these symbols uh, hopefully we'll find out soon enough Hopefully there is a point, and it's not just there for creep factor. It's very creepy. It looks neat. Well, you know, it gets that scene freaked me the fuck out because oh, that well, was such a good scene. It, it freaked me out. I wasn't really scared of the kid jumping because like, you saw him coming. His eyes open. You knew he was going to say something. His fucking screech though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so like oh my god. It was it, my TV was loud. I was like oh my god. I'm sitting there like struggling to turn it down. It was a creepy situation. Well. This, it wasn't scary for me at least at first. Yeah, it was just really ominous, really creepy, and really like my hair stood up on end when they had a shot of Tormund talking. And in the background, I don't know if you could see the kid's eyes open. I wasn't paying that close of attention, but I just noticed the blue, and I look over and his eyes are wide open. Yeah, and my hair stood up on all ends. It's like holy shit, that's amazing. I love it. I saw. And of course, he, I saw his eyes. I saw his eyes open. Oh, so you do see his eyes yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that was, that was an, an amazingly done scene. If yeah. that was the only good scene in this entire episode, I would still be satisfied, because that was fucking awesome. Well, you know, this episode was just kind of like... I'm, I'm a little disappointed in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I've been ranting about it today with my coworkers, and I was telling them, I said, you know, overall, the episode, okay, it's building up. I understand that it has to. There's no way they're not just going to throw people in Winterfeld and just you know assume that everyone gets along. So they have to have an episode like this, and I understand that. I thought this episode was going to be an hour and a half. So when it went off in 54 minutes, I was kind of like, "What? That's it? Really?" That threw me off. I was just like, "Oh, so I thought these were all going to be like mini movies, six mini movies, basically." Um, but I wasn't a big fan of the movie. I mean, because like, okay, so. You don't really need to see too much of King's Landing, which you really don't. I mean, you see, you know, you see that, you know, the boats and you see, you know, you, you just don't see too much in King's Landing, which I'm okay with. 
And then um, it's mostly just Winterfell. It's mostly them just trying to gather everyone together and a little bit, a little side stories with Arya, a little side stories with Sansa getting upset that everyone respects Jon and not her. And, you know, but well, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy. I wanted, I wanted action. And I know it's coming, but I wanted it now. I wanted every fucking, every six episodes to be like nonstop, like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, um, what I'll say is, I, I definitely, but a quick little, little side note, a little bit of criticism because I have been gushing about this episode a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought the King's Landing scenes in general just could have been cut and nothing would have been lost. Um, I agree. Everything, everything from like just the, the setting. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's like, it's like they, they're running out of extras or something or they don't want to pay the extra budget or whatever because it's every single shot I've seen so far in like the past season, season and a half-ish of King's Landing for the capital of the entire Seven Kingdoms, it's always so fucking empty. Like, you remember in the early seasons, whenever, like, Robert would hold court or something, there was, like, a hundred fucking people in there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and then when um, the Golden Knights, I guess that's what they're called. I, yeah, I don't the know. Kingsguard. Yeah, the Kingsguard. Yeah. When they showed, when the leader showed up, and then, um, um, oh, my God, what is the uncle's name? Euron? Uh, Euron. Urine. That's right. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, Euron and uh, the, the Kingsguard, they showed up. I agree with you. There was no one there. Like now, is that supposed to be a symbol saying that no one likes her, and maybe that's just like, or she's becoming the Mad King herself, and like she just doesn't want anybody fucking in there besides the Mountain and her, you know, the Hand of the Queen. Like, well, the the weird thing for me was, and maybe this was intentional, um, the contrast between the North and King's Landing, because. In contrast, um, at Winterfell, every single scene of people just looking around Winterfell, it's hustling and bustling. There's, like, dozens of extras just leading goats around and shit. Uh, yeah. It made the place look really <clears throat> look really alive and look like a, like a real place that, you know, people are living in and trying to make the best of. And I loved it. And then it comes back to King's Landing and pointless scenes of pointless characters doing stupid shit and there's nothing to be seen. Yeah. I mean, definitely... Um... I agree I with. Not wait till somebody fucking breaks Euron's head with a hammer. I'm so <laughs> sick of that character. Um, who do you think's gonna do it? Hopefully, like she just gets tired of him talking shit and just has the mountain like crush his head like a grapefruit. <laughs> That'd be great. Be amazing. Um, good question. Theon. And it's while, gonna be, it's while, gonna we're, be. while we're still talking shit about King's Landing. Yeah. Does anybody believe, even for a single goddamn second, Bronn is going to betray either Jamie or Tyrion? I mean, come on. No. That's fucking stupid. I thought for sure it was like a trick. They yeah. were setting it up, and Bronn would be killed by, like, the mountain or something. It's like, uh, well, I guess that makes sense. He doesn't really have much point in the story anymore. They're going to kill him off. But no, they're playing it seriously. They seriously want him to go up to Winterfell and try and murder Tyrion or Jamie. Well, like, what? I was thinking more Tyrion. That's why they pulled out that, uh, you know, because that's the the crossbow. That's how he killed his father. So I was definitely, right. I was definitely, you know. But yeah, there's no way he's gonna do that. That's just, that's stupid. Yeah, it's just, it's it's pointless. Um, now, I'm not complaining, mind you, but uh, I wonder what the listing for that ex for those extras would have been like. 
You know, all you gotta do is get naked and then just grind on an old man for like 30 seconds uh -huh. and walk off and you're done. Oh, yeah. I didn't say, I like old men sometimes. Yeah, and then have the old man turn around and say, you're gonna die of pox in like a year. Well, just think about it. Imagine if you're that actress, right? And you were just like full, fully on naked. And you can say that you were naked in front of 17.4 million people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Um, That's cool. It's more people than I've been, ever been naked in front of. I don't know. If you Google my name on Pornhub, maybe something might come up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, was it uh, Reek Theon? Um, yes. I liked, I liked what he did. Yeah, some SEAL Team 6 kind of shit. Yeah, I like that it was him that came in the door and killed someone. And this shows you that, he well, his dick might be gone, but maybe he has a little bit of balls. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked uh, Tyrion's uh, little joke about the, like, oh, well, at least I have balls. I can be short and a midget, but at least I have balls. And that, <laughs> you know, so there was a lot of, there was comic. There was a lot of fun things in it. But I just I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that Jon Snow knows about his past. I wanna know if I wonder if like there's a way that Bran like touches his forehead and shows him the vision or something like that. Because I don't know I'm sure he believes Sam. But who tells Daenerys? Or is it one of those things where John just says it in front of everybody in the like the little hall and just says, I just found out, you know, I have Stark blood in me but my father yeah, I, was Rhaegon. I, I don't understand so much about that. Um, it is going to be an interesting little. I don't. I see. I see. I have no idea where the fuck they're getting all this time for all this conflict. Because there's going to be conflict between John and Daenerys. Because Daenerys's entire fucking character is built around her saying, "I'm the only person with the birthright to the throne." You know, yeah. I'm a Targaryen. It's my right. I'm the queen. You know. Like, since season one, that's all she cares about is getting her throne and getting revenge for her murdered family. <clears throat> and to find out that not only is she the last Targaryen, but she's not even first in line for the throne. Yeah. Like, obviously, she's going to be she's gonna be pissed, and there's going to be a lot of conflict about that. And then you have the whole thing where, where she fucking... Oh, I don't know whether to be, like, for her for being honest or what, but why the fuck would you... You're going there to thank Sam for saving Jorah, and you just casually just mention, "Oh, by the way, I murdered like your entire family." Oh yeah, because they wouldn't bend a knee. Well, do you think Sam was really happy to tell John that because he was pissed off? Oh, like a revenge kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Why would she tell him that? Like, why? No, I think it's something he definitely should know, um, and it was better to hear it from her, I guess. Yeah, but. Like, but I think that's I don't know I don't I mean that could because Sam told John that first so then John was conflicted I you know he is I mean I put myself in his shoes imagine your best friend telling you know telling you that the girl that you love or like or whatever the woman you're with killed his father like what do you do in that situation well it is I don't think it was great the the line that Sam used where he's basically saying, um, where, where John tried to defuse it by saying, you know, I've executed men who disobeyed me before. And John was basically, um, Sam was basically saying, don't compare yourself to her, you're nothing like her. 
you gave up your crown for your people, would she ever do the same? And he's right. Like like we were just saying, her entire character is based uh. around her claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, she would never give up ruling for in a million years. She would sooner like rule over the ashes. She's a lot like Littlefinger in that way. She'd rather rule over the ashes than let someone else rule over a kingdom. Well, but did, that's what I'm saying. Well, do mean, you think Jesus, that? Do you think that she'll try to kill John, or do you think that like at first she'll be pissed, but then eventually? She'll be like, "Oh, it's okay. Maybe we'll do it. Th- maybe we'll do this together." That's the, that's the question. I, I think so. How how I think episode two is gonna go? Obviously, the whole Brandon Jamie Lannister thing, that little eye eye contact at the end, mm-hmm. will probably pick up episode two, and then Daenerys. She honestly, they, she might not even find out. John will probably struggle with it the whole episode. Try to try to do investigations, trying to find out that. Plus, you know, eventually by the end of the episode, maybe John's about to tell her or tell somebody else, mm-hmm. and then um, that's when the the Night King comes. So maybe John doesn't tell Daenerys until like the last fucking episode of the show, mm-hmm. or like when the time comes and it's like, oh, do you think they're gonna win the battle? Winterfell? Yeah. Do you think this this battle... You think it's going to win or you think they're going to retreat? I don't know. Mostly because I don't see how they could retreat without sacrificing a lot of people. Yeah. Because, um, like the Umber Boy mentioned it at the start of the episode, they don't have enough... Oh, shit. There's a wasp in here. They don't have enough, uh, like, uh, horses and wagons and shit. Let's hope this bayonet will work. <laughs> um, oh shit, he's flying now. Okay, get a book. They don't have enough shit to move all the supplies and stuff they need. Right, hold still, you little bastard. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Peta. I'm, I'm sorry, Peta. I'm sorry, uh, any vegans out there that don't like uh, harmful things that insects oh, as no, well. It's, it's free range, okay? He, he yeah. lived a free range life. Oh, okay. He died a very gruesome free range death. Um. But um, no, the the problem is I think it's possible that they could lose the battle and then they'll just have like a couple of guys getting away on the two dragons now that John can ride dragons. Mm-hmm. They might have just like evacuating the story characters. But in order to do that, they would have to abandon her entire Unsullied army. Yep. Her entire horde of Dothraki, all the Northerners, like every single fucking character that couldn't fit on a dragon would have to die. Which leads to another problem. Like I said, I don't think we have enough time for all these conflicts. You have the war with the Night King. You have the fucking fight for Cersei. Now that she has 20,000 mercenaries she just hired. Yep. You gotta fight Cersei. Then you have to find out who's gonna sit on the throne, and then you have to wrap up each little individual like plot thread and side story and everything. In five episodes. In five one-hour episodes. Well, How the fuck are they going to get enough time to do all this? All right, so the thing that I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, so I looked this up. So I was upset that the episode was only 54 minutes. But then I saw something on um, IGN's website, and it breaks down. So episode one, 54 minutes. Episode two, 58 minutes. Episode three, 60 minutes. Okay, so still an hour, hour, hour. Episode 4 is 78 minutes, and episode 5 and 6 are 80 minutes. So, it's to me, this shows that shit's not going to start picking up until the end of episode 3. So, whatever 
ties they need to tie, they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to do it in the next two episodes, and and then episode like so. There's the Night King is so featured in all the all the artwork, everything that's going out. It's it's the White Walkers whiskey. It's the Night King versus you know everyone else. There's no way that the Night King doesn't survive until the last episode. I think I just because I, I always at first I thought okay they'll they'll battle the first three episodes will be like battling the Night King. Then after that, the next uh, three episodes will be battling for King's Landing. That's what I thought. But after seeing the first episode, they're building something up. The second episode, most likely there'll be a little bit more action, but they're probably going to build something up. And it's just like, okay, well, we just wasted two episodes. And now, like, you're, I agree with you 100%. How are they going to do all this? I don't know. Do you think they leave plot holes? Absolutely. They have to. There's, they don't have enough time. They don't have enough time. Unless they like they, they fill in the potholes with like fucking dirt instead of gravel and just make it you know. Well, I can see almost like uh, like you know the wire. It has at the end of every season they have like a quick little montage showing like, yeah. all of the different characters and where they're at at the end of the season. Yeah, it's like five minutes and some music and stuff. They might do something like that for the majority of the side characters. Maybe. I I want to see my boy Hot Pie. I want to see a quick little pan shot of him opening his bakery before getting like killed by a zombie or something. But I, I think, you know, now watching it again, I had I had my thoughts when we talked about it before, but that was like two years or like five hundred and some days of thinking about this shit. But now rewatching it again and then watching this episode, I really believe that whoever becomes king or queen of the seven kingdoms destroys the Iron Throne. And basically says everyone just be, I mean, every 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 kingdom has its uh, own you know rules and whatnot, and there will be no more overseeing things, and like this big thing. I feel like he will just be like everyone's free. They take down the wall. Maybe the White Walkers are dead. I do think the Children of the Forest are still going to play a big part in these last couple episodes. Well, it's it's weird because they mentioned before it was like thousands of years ago the White Walkers came, and like they had this whole prophecy about this guy who who saved the dawn called Azura High. Yeah. So does that mean? Oh shit, Wasp's still alive. Okay. Does that mean? Uh, <laughs> it's Zora High. The Wasp is Zora High. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like he's one of the Ironborn. What is dead may never die. But, um. It makes you wonder, is this like a pattern that's meant to go on forever? Would maybe the White Walkers be considered part of the seasons? Like they come and go with winter? I don't know. Because they mentioned it's been like the longest summer on record. And then as soon as winter comes along, so does the dead. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I have a sinking feeling, as great as this first episode was, that there are going to be it's going to be more of a Sopranos type of finale than like a Breaking Bad kind of thing where it's like there are a lot of holes left unfilled there's a lot of unsatisfied questions well that's what HBO does yeah unfortunately (laughs) Uh, well no Oz ended I mean it had some plot holes but it ended on a good note Mm -hmm. Um, what else was HBO was HBO Six Feet Under or was that Showtime Uh, I think so yeah Six Feet Under, I th- I never watched that show, but I did watch um, how it ended. 
and um, I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard it has an amazing ending. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, you know everybody was growing up, and I think this girl was just taking a road trip, and in the road trip she was having flashbacks and her visions, and they were like showing what people basically what you were saying like where they are now kind of thing. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, the show is too big for them to just kind of leave it. But then again, maybe they're going to leave it open. So if they ever want to come back to it, um, obviously there's prequels. But say if the prequels do so good, and you know, I mean, like to me, like I thought Harry Potter was over. But then they started coming out with like fucking three new books. And then, you know, it's just... You could, yeah, unfortunately. It, this is a whole world. Like, this is a whole thing. I mean, you could literally do Game of Thrones again, but just have everybody be dead and just uh, basically a whole new, like, 100 years from now, what's going on right now in Game of Thrones. You know, you'd be well, like, they could talk about, oh, instead of, you know, the great Jon Snow, the Aegon Targaryen, he was, he rode in on his dragon and he saved us all from the White Walkers. Like, these are like bedtime stories that people tell. Oh, like he becomes part of the new prophecy. Yes. I can see and potentially understand that. But the only thing is, it seems like HBO is going for like a scorched earth policy mm-hmm. when it comes to Game of Thrones. Like they've been paring stuff down so much and trimming so much fat and unnecessary storylines and stuff. It's getting to the point where it almost feels like the world is ending. Yeah. I mean, Highgarden has been sacked and destroyed. Dorne is empty. There's no one ruling there. It's the fucking Marine is like Dario Nahara, some random mercenary is ruling Marine. And we saw like all the slavers got wiped out before Daenerys left. So it feels like the only thing that's left in this virtual world is like King's Landing in the north. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe this is just, you know, this is Noah's Ark. Jon Snow needs to get the certain people together. And this is the great wave. Like, this is the thing that cleanses the uh, Westeros, cleanses the world. So maybe this is what's happening right now. And um, maybe at the end, the Night King will just be like, you know, I had to do this because I saw what the fuck you guys were doing down here. I'm sure he won't talk, but I mean, I don't know. There's so many theories, but. Well, that's that's something else. Another another quick little nitpick. You mentioned at the beginning about talking about Daenerys' army coming in and how fucking huge it was. Yeah. Well, let's take a, let's take a second to, to talk about that kind of the inconsistent scale of of Game of Thrones. I, I keep wondering, you know, we saw all these these shots of of like Winterfell. It was very busy. Everyone's running around doing lots of stuff, and then we see, of course, shots of King's Landing. It's very quiet, but it should really be the other way around when you consider how many times in the past couple of seasons the North has lost just thousands of guys all at once between the Battle of the Bastards and and all these other fucking, like, battles and shit, where there's, like... I, I think they mentioned that before the Battle of the Bastards, the only men that Jon Snow could could bring to the battlefield, it was, like, 5,000 guys. That's it. Wow. And, and Ramsay Bolton had about the same amount, and you see at the end of the battle, it's like, everybody's fucking dead. And then Daenerys, you know... I can't remember the exact... I think it's 8,000, if I'm remembering the number right, in the book when she first buys the Unsullied. She's got, like, 8,000 dudes. And she goes to conquer a couple of cities. You know, she deals with the rebellion from the Sons of the Harpy and everything, and she's been fighting these battles for so long, losing guys left and right. 
she's not buying any more Unsullied. They don't make them anymore. So how many Unsullied does she have left? How many guy? How many soldiers are in the North? Is what I'm saying. Like how they they never mention any numbers. Yeah. But it leads me to wonder, like, what are the stakes here? Because if we had a concrete number, the stakes would be significantly higher. Because we had a concrete number for Cersei. She has 20,000 of some of the greatest mercenaries in the world. The Golden Company was mentioned over and over again. It was actually part of a huge side plot in the books. They're the greatest mercenary company in the world. They only take one contract at a time, and they don't stop until the contract is over and done with. This, I think their motto is our word good as gold or something like that you know the golden company yeah um so if we knew that they could only scrape together like ten thousand guys and that's before the dead come in and kill a whole shitload of people then after the what the dead when you know almost everybody's dead and we're sitting around like holy shit they had ten thousand guys to start out with how are they going to go up against twenty thousand guys by themselves i think they're starting they're laying kind of the foundation for something like that to change because mm-hmm. um, we saw Yara, stupid fucking name. I'm glad that she's back, don't get me wrong. Um, she's going to try and retake the Iron Islands. And then we also have to remember that Dario is in charge of Marine, and they got like the little little Melisandre light, you know, the kind of red witch over there. Yeah. Not to mention real Melisandre. We don't know where she's at. I feel like, you know, the North is just going to be getting fucked, just getting completely destroyed by, these, by this army of Cersei's, and then out of nowhere... Dario's going to bring an army from across the narrow sea, and then it's like, oh shit, here comes the Ironborn, you know, Euron's coming to save us, Cersei's going to think, and then fucking uh, Yara comes out of nowhere with the Iron Fleet, it's like, nah, it's my fleet, bitch, and then just starts cutting people up. That's what I think is going to happen. We'll see. But they're missing out on a lot of this tension, this free tension that doesn't cost a penny. All they have to do is mention how many people they have. I thought they were going to do that when my girl Sansa, fucking badass, she's yeah. like, hey, yeah, it's, it, it's nice that you brought in this whole army and everything, but how the hell am I supposed to feed it? I oh, yeah. Managed, I barely managed to get enough food for us, much less these, like, all these fucking dudes and, like, two dragons. Well, do you think they did have a scene like that, but they just cut it out because... Maybe. Which I mean, is point... I mean... It goes back to what we were saying too. These episodes should have been longer. These first, this first episode, and obviously, if the next one is actually only an hour, it should be a little bit longer than that. Because these are little scenes. If that was, a, if that's a scene that they really did make, these are little things that could, could, and should be in the show. I agree. Now, I, under, I understand the the. They're worried about becoming the next Walking Dead. We have this massive worldwide phenomenon, and you try and milk it, and try and milk it, and try and milk it, and now everyone's fucking sick of it. Yeah. Well, that's what that's. I think that's part of the reason why Breaking Bad was so good, is because it did five seasons, and it basically just said we're just gonna fucking kill this guy off. I mean, we don't because technically Breaking Bad could have probably went on for another season after Walter White died. It could have. It could have followed Jesse. It could have. It could have, you know, the haunting of Walter White. It could have did something, or maybe he just randomly sees Walter White somewhere else because maybe he's not dead, and you think he's dead because you really just, you know, he just falls down, and when the police come, he could have got up and left. Um, but it's kind of like it could have went on. I I love shows that know when to call quits, and I do appreciate Game of Thrones doing that. Um, but 
it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So say if they was say if they did ten episodes this season, you know, um, they could have put these little things in there. But then it's like, is that you know, oh, it's dragging on, it's dragging on. Or if they did another season, it's dragging on, it's dragging on. Like I agree with you 100. percent The Walking Dead should have ended a while ago. The main character just fucking died or left. He left the show. He didn't really die. But yeah. spoiler alert. Pretty much everybody from the original. I think there's only like two guys from the original season of The Walking Dead that are even left, and everybody else is is new. It's Daryl, Daryl, and the fucking old chick. I forget her damn name. <laughs> Carol, Carol, yes, Daryl and Carol. That's literally the only two people that even matter. I mean, like, so I don't know. I mean, so with Game of Thrones, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm ready for the next episode. I mean, this is an event. How big was this event? I know you're not on show, social media that that often, but there was a lot know, of a fucking people. I know Reddit was blowing up, dude. People would not stop talking about that fucking episode. Everybody, when if you don't watch it live, you cannot be on any social media. You cannot, because people will fuck you, will fuck your whole experience up. I'm telling you, <laughs> like when Avengers comes out, if you don't see it that first day, it's going to be all over the damn internet. Like it sucks. Like, yeah, um, gonna um, I'm going to do my best not to pay attention too much. Um, I do like spoilers. I'm a spoiler person, but when there's good, I don't, but then I've seen like this show proved to me that maybe I don't like spoilers. Cause I didn't really realize a lot of things that happened in the show. And I just, the emotion that I got for this show is is pretty amazing. So, I don't know. Um, any real quick before we go, any thoughts on episode two? I I hope they don't drag out the whole Jamie Lannister thing for like half the fucking episode because I understand he does have a lot to kind of answer for, um, and I do hope that somebody kind of hopefully Tyrion presses him on the whole like oh you think you're a changed man but you've been Cersei's bitch for so long and everything but just we have so little time as it is we have so many different character interactions to go for just like cliff notes please don't don't make a whole fucking episode out of it yeah um oh and make the fucking hound and Sansa meet together for one more conversation you cheap bastards yeah it's my favorite pairing from season two you will not ruin this for me I mean, I love that he uh, they did talk, but I agree with you. Uh, well, actually, that, that whole scene between him and I, I, I'm going to quote directly from my notes that I typed in a rage. I couldn't even capitalize any words. God damn it, quit jerking us around with Arya and the Hound. Just let them hug or something. Will you let the Hound have some fucking character development before he inevitably dies? Jesus fucking Christ. Well, well what happened is they're going to be battling, and the Hound's going to save her life. And then she's just gonna, and then the hound will die, and she will weep over the hound. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, yeah. And then she'll. I think the mountain's gonna kill the hound, and I think she's gonna kill the mountain. Mm-hmm. So. Did you see what she asked Gendry to make? I couldn't really make it out. Uh, I first I thought it was a dagger, but then it had some kind of gap in the between it. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to rewatch the episode. I'll probably rewatch it again this week. But yeah. um, yeah. But all right. Um. I hope you enjoyed episode one. I know we did. Um, I'm looking forward to episode two, and we'll talk about episode two once it uh, airs. So thank you all. Thank you all.